God has no greater joy than to hear that His children are walking in the truth. We are dedicated to letting the truth of God's Word lead us. You are listening to One Truth Ministries Podcast. Here is your host, Ashley Posey. To Power Punch with One Truth Ministries. I'm Ashley Posteen and this is Aaron. Hello. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. We have an awesome question today. Oh, yeah, really good. Really thought provoking question um, that somebody wrote in. And so I want you to know a lot of these Power Punch questions are coming from um, listeners, coming from people who are really curious. And so this is a brilliant young woman who was asking the Power Punch question for today. And so I'm going to share with you what she said. She said, um, To what extent can we change ourselves and where is the line between what only God can change in us? And so she gave the example, some people will choose to not steal or not use bad language or follow some of the laws of the Bible, even though they do not know Jesus. And so what she's asking here is how much in this life uh, um, of change is on us and how much of it is on God? And where is that line? Am I changing myself? Does he change me? Where does that fall into you? Am I, am I stating it right? Does that sound No, that's a, that's a very accurate statement. Yep. Right. And so this is a great question to be pondering and thinking about. And I would say the first thing that we want to make really clear is um, being certain that we understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Because I totally get the question, how much in my day-to-day life, so am I changing myself or is God changing me? And here's what we want to discuss today is the difference between true change and between behavior modification. Yes. Right? Yes. Two different things. Wildly different. Right. And so what we want to talk about right now, uh, we'll tackle this one first, is true change. Because in reality... There is only one change that's needed, mm-hmm. one change that's helpful, one change that's actually going to change our lives. Correct. Right? Correct. So we want to talk about the difference between modifying our behaviors and an actual change that takes place. Mm-hmm. And the change we're talking about that will completely bring us into a process of metamorphosis, taking us from one thing to another, is salvation in Christ alone. And that's the moment where God himself brings us from death into life, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, right? From, From being in our sin to being saints in Christ. That change can only happen through Christ alone, through the work of God. Absolutely. I think the Bible is very clear that that work only comes from him. Very clear. Yeah. And so if I were to ask you, can a person fundamentally change themselves, what would your answer be? Absolutely not. No. No. They can't fundamentally change themselves any more than an animal can fundamentally change itself into another animal or into a plant. Like you can't change yourself. Only God, the creator of all, can change you from one thing dead to another thing alive. Right. Because he is the creator. He has life in himself. Mm -hmm. He is life. And so we have to understand, if if you think about it this way, um, can a dead person bring themselves back to life? No. And you've been around a lot of people who've passed away um, in the medical field. And so you go, can a dead person choose to bring themselves back to life and so get up and walk? No. Absolutely not. Has to be the power of God on somebody to call them from death 
to life. We might remember Lazarus in the Bible mm -hmm. in John chapter 11 when Jesus calls Lazarus out of the grave, brings him from being dead. And, and if we remember or recall the story, Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. Yep. God made sure the people knew he was dead dead. Yep. It wasn't a princess bride like mostly dead moment, yeah. right? Yeah. He was like all the way dead. Yeah. Because if you know anything about this culture, the Jewish culture at the time, they believed a person could be dead for three days and maybe their spirit can hover around their bodies. And so it's possible that maybe they could come back to life uh, through something. And yet if it was beyond the three-day period, person was dead. Like, yeah. There was just no hope. The, the spirit was gone. They weren't coming back. And so Jesus, it's, it's brilliant what happened. He stays away for the full four days, comes back. And he talks to his father and he says, I know, I know what you're going to do. I know that you hear me, but it's for these people that they may understand that this is a work by you and you alone. And so he calls into the grave, Lazarus, come forth. And now this man is changing in that moment from being dead to being alive. That could not have happened by his own doing. No. And I think he made that clear. Yeah. He was stinking. He was decaying. He, he wasn't mostly dead. He was all the way dead. Yeah. No pill was going to bring him back. No. Right? Chocolate no. coating and all. He, yeah. he had to actually have the power of God move in his life. And what's interesting, and here's what I want us to be thinking about, what we want you to be thinking about. Uh, you know, I've, I've been to the, the funerals of a couple of my family members. Uh, and I think about my grandmother, who I love very much. But she, when she passed away, the funeral home did a fantastic job, uh, really, with her makeup. And they mm -hmm. were trying to make it, because she had an open casket, um, mm -hmm. you know, memorial service and funeral. And so they wanted to make her look as alive as possible. Yep. And so they did a great job. And yet, everybody knew she was dead. Mm -hmm. As great as they made her look, there was no changing the fact that she was a dead woman. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is just her body that's left here. And so the issue, though, happens when uh, people who are not actually saved in Christ want to look maybe like they're alive. Mm -hmm. And so they begin to modify behaviors to match that life. But when we're talking about one change, going from death to life, because that's the transformation it would take to really see change in your life Well, and, and, that would last. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of times with people who are not saved, we're only seeing that outward expression of behavior. We're right. not seeing that inward reality. What's going on? Yes. And yeah. I think that's the other thing when we talk about change is not confusing it with an outward expression with an inward reality. Right. And that's a very yeah. important yeah. distinction to make um, when you deal, when you're thinking about these types of people. Like we've known, we've been friends with many uh, non-believers, and they might parent their kids in a loving and nurturing way. Sure. They might set rules that enforce positive ethics and morals in their kids. Yet, when you get a peek back behind the curtain of their life, you see that they're full of fear and doubt and disbelief, and and you realize that. All of these behaviors that they're that they are modifying are really done with a motive that is separate than ours. Ours are done as a motive of obedience to our heavenly Father because of the change within us. Theirs are all done out of a motivation of trying to look good, you know, to their friends, trying to make sure that or they're, even to match the moral yeah, yeah. conduct that yeah. that we've talked about. Yeah. You know. Um, that, that we all have a moral code. Mm -hmm. We all have a moral ethic. Yep. Every culture, every human, every person. And so you can keep going with that, but they, they, so they try to change behavior. You try to modify yep. behavior 
in order to match that. Right, because ultimately they know some base level what's right and what's wrong. Right. Um, they know that certain things just can't go on, and so therefore if I am doing those things, I probably shouldn't be doing those things. Or if my kids are doing those things, if my kids are getting in fights or, mm-hmm. or bullying other kids at school, they probably shouldn't be because that goes against that inward moral code, that, that ethical compass within all of us. And so, again, they're, they're doing it because they feel like it's not the right thing to do, but they don't, they don't have any reason for knowing why it's not the right thing to do. Right, right. And so that is the big difference here when we talk about this true change, real change happens by the power of God in our lives, true eternal change. And we get to partner with him Mm -hmm. in that. And that's when you think about Lazarus again and you go, okay, Christ called him from death to life. And Lazarus at that moment had a choice. Mm -hmm. He could either pretend to be dead. You ever seen dogs, right? They can play dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they can sometimes be pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet they're alive. And you know it, you know, in two seconds when they start barking your head off again, you know. But but Lazarus would have a choice. He could either stay in that grave wrapped up in his smelly old grave clothes and, and just act like he's a dead person. Or he can choose to walk out of that grave, get cleaned up, take a bath, remove the old clothes, and begin to live like the new creation that he is. Start to live alive. Yes. You know? Yep. And the Bible tells us that in Christ, we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And so that's where our choices come into play. Yep. We now are being sanctified. We're being made to be a reflection of Christ in the image of God's son. And we'll start to look and act like him because we now have life. Mm-hmm. A dead person cannot do that in its entirety for eternity. A dead person can modify for so long. But yet that internal change where you go, I was selfish and now Christ has made me somebody who is selfless. I had no joy. I have joy. I had no hope. And now I have hope. We have to understand first we were dead. That change comes from God and then our behavior. So what does that look like now that you have been made alive? How do our choices play out? How is that different than somebody who's still dead modifying behavior versus somebody who's alive in Christ now and we are making choices well, our choices now that we're alive in Christ are based out of obedience to Christ. Right. Uh, out of being based out of being trying to be a reflection of Christ because Christ is now in us. So he is shining through us and that is what should be seen. And so our choices now are in alignment with that inward reality in us now. We have this new inward reality where Christ right. is alive in us. So our choices are going to be a reflection of that life in us. Right. Versus right. you take somebody who's just a, a moral heathen, for lack of a better word, they're going to take, make those choices for a lot of reasons. Maybe it benefits them in some way. They maybe look good in company or maybe it helps them get a promotion or maybe it helps them in some other way. It doesn't have anything to do with that inner being being changed. It has everything right. to do with just an outward motivation and outward uh, focus. Right. Right, and now for those who are in Christ, it's no longer even us who live, but Christ lives in us. And Correct. so you have, you have God himself alive in us. And so we began being transformed. Our, our mind starts becoming renewed as we are now living in the life abundant that Christ has called us to. No longer dead men walking. And, and I want you to hear it straight from the Bible itself. Ephesians chapter 2, I want you to hear this. Um, because I think it makes it pretty crystal clear, and I would encourage you to, to further study this out. Ephesians chapters 2 starts this way. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Dead means... Dead. Dead. We covered that, right? Yep. 
So as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, the ways of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. That's pretty clear mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. We were dead. God made us alive. That change, that's the fundamental, the mm -hmm. base change uh, that each human needs that God so wants for every uh, person. It's why he sent his son to die for this world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, that we would come from being a part of this kingdom of darkness, being a part of death into life and life abundantly. And that change only happens through God, his work, the Holy Spirit waking us up, regenerating us, helping us to be born again, as, as Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. That's what he's talking about right here. And then we get that choice mm -hmm. of uh, partnering with Christ, of obeying, really just coming into agreement, obeying with obeying him and following him in that life he's called us to. Mm -hmm. But there's been an interchange. Like you said, I love how you said it. It's not just something outward. It's a new inward reality. Yep. Right? It's not behavior. It's reality. Yep, exactly. No, exactly. It's a really great question. I'm so glad that that, yes. that they sent that one in because it really does make us think. It makes us think about, you know, look at things in a new light. Like, why yes. why do some people act this way or that way? Why am I acting the way I'm acting? And, right. and it really um, shines light again on just that power of God in, in each one of us who would accept him, that it's really only through him and by him that we can ever be changed from one thing to another. And you know that should make us so thankful, mm -hmm. right? It should literally make us fall on our knees mm -hmm. in thanksgiving because God so loved us mm -hmm. that he would call us from the grave and into life. I mean, that's incredible. And that change comes from him and his love for us. And it's because of that that then we follow. When you say, okay, well, how much in my day-to-day -day life, my practical living, am I responsible for? Now you're responsible to Christ. Mm -hmm. Now it's something where you love him and you know his love for you and you want to walk with him. And when you walk with him, you will be made like him. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to notice behaviors changing now, yep. not because of an outward uh, or even an outward influence, but because of an inward reality. Yep. I am a new person. And because this is who I am, this is how I live. And yep. so these changes are there. Yep. Right? Yep. Not for any other reason outside of Christ now lives in you yep. and through you. Yep. What a fantastic question. I hope this gets you thinking and I hope some conversations start, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going. I encourage you read all of Ephesians, uh, but specifically read chapter two of Ephesians because it really helps elaborate even more on this subject. Uh, you'll check out the description for further study tips, but love getting the ball rolling on this. So grateful that God changes us. Mm -hmm. And it's him alone. Oh, I'm so absolutely. glad it's not based on our works. Yep. It's not based on what we can do. He changes us. And then we start seeing that fruit in our absolutely. life. Absolutely. And our choices matter. Mm -hmm. We want to be clear on that. Of course, we, we have to live in a, in a life of obedience now. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. now it comes because it's the reality of who we are. Yep. I'm a child of God and I'm going to walk as he's called me to walk. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Amen. We hope you have a fantastic week in the Lord and we will see you back here next week.